Welcome to Morph Club episode 24? Yes, absolutely just, 24. <laughs> we just read Animorphs book 20, The Discovery. Mm-hmm, which is the start of the infamous David trilogy. Ooh. <laughs> also, you're Megan. I'm Megan. And I'm Carrie. And we're, we're both, like, recovering. <laughs> Comic yes, crime. from the, the trenches of um, Small Press Expo, we survived the comics wars, we're back in the <laughs> comics minds, and we're here to bring you another episode of Morph Club. We forgive, our forgive our slate snottiness. <laughs> we clawed our way back to our <laughs> microphones. <laughs> we did. We clawed, bit, flew, and stomped our way <laughs> back to our home bases. So I didn't remember that I knew there was a David Ark. Mm-hmm. I did not remember that this book would end with a to-be-continued for some reason. Neither. No, I also, I thought they were going to be a little more self-contained. And I still, I really liked this book. It felt like some much-needed, a much-needed injection of real good goofs and yeah. silly humor after Cassie's book in between Thank all the, the building background horror of what's, <laughs> what's going on with this kid. Uh, but yeah, also, it does end, like, in a... A cliffhanger in a we are falling from the sky kind of way. Like, I I didn't, this book didn't seem, um, like, I think it's probably the same page count as the other books, but it did seem like the plot was going way slower. So about halfway through the book, I was like, there's only, like, one big fight scene. Like, <laughs> in, like, other books, there would have been, like, three, like, like twists and turns and like there would have been like three action sequences by now right and that's because the final one is to be continued <laughs> gosh it is and also to be fair those action scenes are dense like oh they God. took me a, a little minute to part a little minute a small amount of time to parse <laughs> each couple of sentences because people kept busting in and morphing oh, yeah. out and it was just <laughs> a rough scene yeah there's Two action scenes that happen in a bedroom, and like, oh my god! By the second one, I was like, "Not these people cannot all fit." No, in a like twelve-year-old's bedroom. No, like, no way. And yet they did. These people and these aliens, and just every sentient being. It felt like every sentient being we've met in Animorphs yeah. was for this span of time in like a, a ten by seven room, and like yeah. half of them, half of them were under a bed. So you yeah, know, some tight spaces. <sighs> I also, like, all my notes for this are just me writing, I hate David. David sucks. I don't like him. <laughs> Which I think, I thought I remembered him as being not sketchy right off the bat, but he's oh, the but worst he's super right is. away. He super is. And like, they, I think Marco right does away. a good job, or uh, Applegate does a good job of kind of showing you, like, you get why Marco might be sympathetic oh, yeah. to him, and Marco's the narrator for this book. But it's just, it's not even, like, one red flag. It's, like, you're stepping into the red sea of problems with this oh, yeah. boy. I mean, okay, I will say that he's, like, believable. Like, he's the kind of obnoxious where I'm, like, I don't not believe that he's a real kid. He's obnoxious in the way that, like, a real kid who doesn't quite get along with the Animorph kids. Yeah. And, like, is maybe just kind of obnoxious in a... It's not unbelievable. I just, I'm just like, this kid, I don't like him. He's the worst. <laughs> right. And he quickly, he so quickly turns from, he's kind of annoying to, yeah, he's super annoying to, yeah. oh, this is a sociopath. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. who you've invited into your group, friends. Oh, like, oh, this you, kid's a bad one. You hecked up real bad. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I, I didn't remember 
the part where you where he's straight up like, oh, he's a bad seed. You, you shouldn't be hanging out with this kid. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, we do one of the first things we learn about him is his names for his pets, which oh. that alone is bad seedy. It's it I takes don't a minute to take a turn. For like the worse. it. No, me neither. Like <laughs> okay, no, to be fair, also, Megan, half of my notes are like, this kid sucks. <laughs> so I'm right there with you in maturity level. Yeah. I just, maybe maybe when you're, like, a kid reading these books, he doesn't hit as many, like, annoying kid buttons as he did for me. Just oh. don't enjoy him. Okay. Okay, we should start with the opening of the book. That seems, that makes sense. Which is Marco getting shot down by his classmate, Tashandra. Yes. Ooh. Oh, it was good. It was a strong <laughs> opening. This whole book, Marco's narration is so good. It's yes. so good. <laughs> um, and it opens with him, like, trying to flare with this girl, and he fails terribly, which was great. Um, he opens with and- sidling up to her locker, which yeah. feels like the 90s equivalent of, like, he slid into my DMs. It's like, no, he sidled up to my locker. And that's good. what I'm going to picture whenever I hear that from now on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then that doesn't go well. But um, not to be deterred, he immediately tries again. And, like, oh, it yeah. was a strong a strong start this second time. <laughs> he starts out by complimenting, like, this girl's been working out. She's super strong. Like, I admire that about her. But it goes yeah. bad so quickly. Yeah. Um, I do. I'm glad that once he realizes the, the other participant isn't into it, he backs the heck down immediately. <laughs> yeah. But still, like, Marco, you gotta, gotta learn a little faster. He's... He's a good dude who sometimes does obnoxious things. Oh, yeah. like David, yeah. he's a bad dude who sometimes <laughs> does okay things. Yeah, or a bad dude who hides his sheer badness with light obnoxiousness that yeah. made me feel vaguely yeah. sorry for him. But yeah. no, no, sometimes people are just terrible. So that doesn't work out for Marco. <laughs> he walks down the hallway and he sees some rando. <laughs> Holding the blue morph cube. Like, that's pretty much it. He's just in the hallway with the morph cube. And for a brief second, I was like, it's a transfer student episode. I'm so excited. (laughs) But no. No. Yeah, I thought like, oh, oh yeah, David's a new kid. That was probably kind of fun. Um, No, because David is just like, oh, I found this cool cube in the construction (laughs) site. Which, like, he found it in... Like concrete? a hole in a concrete wall, yeah. Which also one that smacks of Elemist, but two, like if you were gonna have somebody find the cube, you could have picked literally any other child at their school. Literally like, any other child. And, like to Chandra, she'd probably be pretty good. She's yeah. fine. Yeah. She's smart. Yeah, she's capable. She can take care of herself. She doesn't take any of Marco's junk. So apparently, she's strong. Why not to Chandra. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so David's like, I found this cool cube. By the way, I'm the new kid. Um, Marco's and- like, can I can I buy it off you for $2 and my pocket lint? <laughs> yeah. Um, understandably, David's like, no way, dude, and, like, goes to class. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this, this, and then Marco goes and tells this to Jake, which is the start of three points in this book <laughs> in which animorphs are cursing and it's yeah. cut off by a sound effect. It's really, it's really cute. It's like the most PG-13 cussin I've ever oh, read, so I good. think, and I love it. It's also well-deserved every time. Yep. Because, like, he's just telling Jake that some random kid has the morph cube. Mm-hmm. Of course Jake is going to say a, a bad word. <laughs> But I bust I out one of the that. real serious ones like heck or dang. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so they all they all meet up at the barn. Cassie shoves a <laughs> down a swan's throat while while everyone else is freaking out. 
Um, I I like that later on Marco is saying that he feels weird being around Cassie sometimes because it's like because like the last book Cassie like had that whole thing where she was going through like her morals and like if she like agreed with fighting and all that. So in this book, Marco like is saying that like, oh yeah, I know that she had this like moral quandary and like she was going to quit for reasons that like make sense, but I can't really agree with. So sometimes when I'm around her, I feel weird because like I'm not as high mind, like I can't make that kind of choice for myself. And I was like, I like this like little detail of like, this is what the fallout of the last book is. Yeah, me too. I'm really glad that they're going to continue to kind of talk about and work through it. And it's also, it's interesting to see that he's kind of worried that, not that she's weak, but that she spends too much time worrying to take action. Yeah. And then as this book goes on, she's going to she's gonna make some strong choices. I think even Marco is uh, impressed with her decisiveness and a little bit of ruthlessness sneaks in yeah. there by the end. Cassie um, was, I mean, she's good in every book. She's really good in this book. Yes. <laughs> she, isn't, she isn't in it a lot. She, when she is, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Marco describes Axe's andalite form as fabulously strange, which is a great he's... counterpart to the super pretty, disturbingly he's... pretty, disturbingly handsome human form. Fabulously strange is such a good, mm-hmm. like, it, we all want to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I like, I like also that Marco, like, Rachel makes fun of Marco. Oh yeah, they, um, they like, Marco... they hate flirt, which I can yeah. never remember which quadrant that is on, like, yeah. the romance chart. One of those, but, one of the yeah. black ones, I think. Yeah. But I, but I like that he specifies that, like, oh, like, she fluttered her eyelashes at me, which is, like, how she, like, was telegraphing to me that she was joking. That's I so love when cute. she does that. It's, it's like, so oh, my God, you guys. Like, oh. Tobias and Rachel are, like, my OTP butt. Like, this is adorable. <laughs> like, this is super, super cute. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, love, I love all these kids, though. So they meet up, and they're like, oh, I guess we should get that cube back. That's bad that we don't have the cube. <laughs> Um, and I then... guess we're gonna go to Burger King to discuss this yeah. further. So they do. Meanwhile, Eric shows up with a whopper. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> Eric gets to goof around in this book too. Like he seems like yeah. he's having an okay time. He's acting like, I think... exactly like any normal kid, as yeah. the book just, tells us. It's like just like any normal kid, and I think it's like not like a robot that helped build the pyramids. <laughs> And I was like, oh, same. Like, you just got to keep it together. (laughs) Keep that thin veneer of humanity on. I feel you deeply, Eric. Um, And he also, like, eats a Whopper, even though Marco's like, we all know that he's incinerating this robot body. Which is great. I want to believe that, like, little tongues of fault flame, like, lick out of his (laughs) mouth if you look real close. Um, Marco and Rachel also briefly arm wrestle, I think, to decide, like, who gets to go on this mission. They want to scope out David's house and see where he, where he lives, one, does he have the cube, two. Um, so they arm wrestle, and Rachel just straight up cheats to win, and it's amazing. She, like, kicks him in the knee under the table, and Rachel's philosophy, in a nutshell, is like, who cares how you win, as long as you win? Beautifully encapsulated here. Yeah, like... That's exactly what she would do, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, they, they get this one a lot of time goofing around in this book, which is good. Um, they need it. Oh, they need it. Oh, they need it. So basically, Eric is like, what's up, Animorphs? I have a mission for you. On top of your mission, where some kid has your blue cube. It's kind of important. <laughs> By the way, a bunch of G8 leaders are going to be at the Marriott in town for some reason, having a uh-huh. summit. A summit? One of them's defo a controller, so... <laughs> 
figure that out, guys. Good luck and Godspeed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that the Chi are basically problem generators, like, because yeah. they have this pact of non-interference. They're just, mm, it's just uh, the opposite of a deus ex machina. It's yeah. like a, a demon ex machina. Like, here I am to tell you all your worst fears are going to be realized, like the president's about to be a controller. It's just like in, like, a game or something when, like, suddenly, like, a little guy pops up and is like, I have a quest for you, by the way. <laughs> Like in Gandhi, in, Gandhi has showed up to threaten you in Civ Four. Like good in, luck in Neopets. Back before they fixed the quest system, when the quests were random. Oh god, the fairy just, quests would just show up and be like, "Get me seventeen blue eggs," and also yeah. your dad's a controller. Yeah, have fun with that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the end of Eric in this book, and I wish he had stuck around. Me too. Um, God, he could have made like a holographic cube to replace it with. He could have done a lot. But, there are a couple times when this could have been ended so much faster than what these kids do. Like when Tobias like, oh, go, does oh, surveillance, so mad. <laughs> flies back to Marco and Rachel who are like, okay, we're going to go on this mission. Can you make sure we have the right house? Tobias flies back and he's like, okay, I saw the cube through his open window, but I didn't grab it because you said just to report back. I'm like, yep. Tobias, Tobias, nobody would have been mad. It would've that would have been, been such a short book. Like, I can't imagine any of them being mad that you took the initiative to grab the cube from the empty room that right. you found. It. Right. But also, that feels like Rachel would have done it. I yeah. can believe that Tobias would not have done it. Yeah. Because he wanted to come back and check in with Rachel, probably. Yeah, also, uh, Cassie and Jake have to stay behind on this one. So, team mom and dad um, yeah. <laughs> are, decide that they're going to stay behind at the Burger King to pick up everyone's, like, discarded winter coats, <laughs> which is cute. I, yeah, the kids are running the castle in this book. It's like all the all the wild cards the together trying away? to... Let's just mix every metaphor. The yeah, wild when... cats away so the yeah. kid mice get the cheese cock... worms. Yeah, the cockroaches. No, pull... no, no, cutting you off. Like cutting you off. I, I saw... Like no, yesterday I opened... Two nights ago, I opened the dishwasher, and you know how there's, like, a little rim where you yeah. open, where you pull the handle back? There's a little roach just skittering no, around. No, So, this is even after oh, my roommate's beautiful, brilliant cat. I watched her Jeez. bite a roach in half on the living room floor. So, you know, animorphs say a lot about how great roaches are, but mm, Barbara's no. cat is better. You know what? I've learned cats are good because they'll catch whatever is in your house. Like oh, no. the mouse. There's a second mouse that my cat no, caught and it, let go by accident. It's not the same one? He's not no, just playing with this it? Is, this is a different larger one because we oh, let gosh. the other one outside. Oh gosh. That has been your mouse update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's that's what's up with all the vermin Get in our cat. lives. Yeah. Get several cats. <laughs> anyway, so um, Marco and Rachel morph birds to go fly into this kid's house. <laughs> There's a brief, beautiful aside um, of morphing logistics where oh my God. Marco, because Jake has so to pick good. up like the outdoor clothes, Jake and Marco yeah. run into like the BK family stall so Marco can morph. One, it's super gross. Like Marco's <laughs> little hand bones erupt yeah. through the ends of his fingers and look like dry crackly spaghetti and that's not great. It's bad, and bad. In the middle of this, like I think Jake like yelps about it because it's yeah. hilariously disgusting. So, of course, some BK employees come over yeah. and start pounding on the door and bust in on Jake, who has to disguise a 90% bird Marco as his little brother yeah. suffering from beaconoma, which is a growth in the shape of a beak. I, I love it. Like, Marco is it's like... so good. 
He has, like, no arms or leg, or he has, like, probably wings under his giant t-shirt now. Right. He's, little, he's shrunken down. Mm-hmm. Like he a cat-sized really... boy. <laughs> yeah, a cat boy with a beak and, like, little bird feet that we can't quite see. Just pretending to be just a kid. A small with... child, yeah. I think he even says he kind of shuffles yeah. around. <laughs> on his little bird feet. Oh. Uh, this is the this is the goofs that I signed up for. Yeah, I'm no, this so is so happy. This is what I demand and crave. Although now that I think about it, I can see where they were like, we need to stall for time so we can have the cool to be continued. How about a sequence in which the kids goof around in a bathroom? <laughs> and I'm totally up for it. I'm so happy. Yep, any day, any day. <sighs> so, so they make it out. They make it out of the Burger King. Successfully, somehow, um, Marco and Rachel fly over to join Tobias, who's, like, scoping out David's cool house. David has a pool, and everybody's very jealous of the pool. Oh. Yeah, he has a pool. Later on, he says that his dad is a spy. Oh, yeah. And this is, I thought, like, I thought he was a pathological liar. Oh, in yeah. Addition I to thought being he was a sociopath. But no, no, his dad is a spy. He works for the CIA anyway. Mm-hmm. I was sort of like, um, you totally used the wrong, like, CIA is, like, a real job. He's yeah. not just a spy. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he has like a cool life. He has like his own room. He has two horrible pets. <laughs> um, just the worst creatures. I know we said cats are rad. This is not a great cat. Yeah. Okay. Megadeth the cat yeah. is okay. <laughs> it's just doing its job That's being fair. a cat. It's not, it's not Megadeth's fault that his name is Megadeth. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we find out pretty quickly that David has two pets. He has mm-hmm. a cat named Megadeth. And he has a cobra named Spawn that he doesn't have a tank for. It just crawls around his room. It just which lives seems under like, his bed. Which seems like bad news if you have a cat. Right. Because, like, cobras are tough and all, and he has it depoisoned. But, but not like, defanged or de-strangled or yeah. de-swallowed. Like, they got a lot of weapons in their arsenal. Plus, like, your cat, if my cat saw a snake moving around, even if it was pretty big. Anyway. David's not the greatest pet owner is what right. I'm saying. We have some issues with this 12-year-old's sense of responsibility. <laughs> this 12-year-old isn't very responsible. Yeah. Shocker. Um, so yeah, Marco flies in through the window. Oh, gosh. Tobias is trying desperately oh to, like, talk him through. Like, make sure you flare your wings. <laughs> like, do your best. Be a good bird. And Marco's like, yep. whatever. I'm not as cool as you. But I'm great at flying. Um, oh, yeah. Cue comedy moment of Tobias. Like, make sure you watch out for that stick. Marco, what stick? Bam. Yeah, I think it was like the stick was holding the window open yeah. and he flies into it instead of avoiding it, which closes the window, which means later when Rachel needs to come in, she has to smash through the window. And more immediately, Tobias slams right into the glass and passes <laughs> out on the lawn. Yeah, this was definitely like we need to, we need to incapacitate yeah. Tobias because he's he is too the good most at being confident. a bird. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like while all this stuff is happening, Tobias is like randomly spouting off like clue like the game it's cute. Clue i really enjoyed tobias's oh. clue uh, clue side story it was cute but bizarre because yeah. he's just like it was mr green with the pipe mm-hmm. in the conservatory <laughs> like clearly not actually what happens when you get a serious head injury oh no especially when your brain is the size of like a walnut and i don't even a know how part. that works in the first place but it was important comedy in like a yeah. stressful oh. like yakety sack sequence <laughs> Yeah, it was like the the, S, the stakes were ra- being raised yeah. higher and higher. So, yeah, so, so Marco is in the room. That's the first part. One of them is in the room to get the cube. But he finds out that Megadeth is in the room and Megadeth tries to fight him. So mm-hmm. it's a bird-on-cat fight. <laughs> um, 
At this and it's point, not just, not going great. Not going great for Marco, actually. It's not great. And but, I think this is also like Rachel gets cut off by cursing at some point early on in the sequence. Oh, yeah. Oh, she down. does. I don't remember exactly where because this is in the middle and then Jake does it one more time at the end. Oh, yeah. And I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So he's like wrestling this cat and he doesn't, he doesn't want to die mm-hmm. by being killed by this cat. I think at this point he sees the snake. I don't think he No, that's yet. later on. That's a the surprise snake is for still, later. Yeah, I don't think he even knows about the snake. Or maybe David mentioned it because that's how David introduces himself. Is like, hey, I'm dangerous. Also, I have a rad snake. <laughs> um, but Marco is saved by Rachel, a bald eagle, busting through the window with a rock. So we get the sense that if David wasn't already concerned about, like, the birds flying into his house, yeah. like, that's probably enough to get his attention and bring him back into the house from the pool. Yeah, so the Animorphs have to to fly off to fight another day because this is all gone terribly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David, David runs in with a BB gun, um, and yeah. they have to, like, they're trying to fly away with the cube, but Marco can't carry the box and dodge the bullets. Yeah. So uh, they have to drop the cube. Marco is very grumpy. They fly through his living room and Buffy is on in the TV and oh, Marco yeah. has a moment where he's like, <laughs> I forgot to tape Buffy. It's like, oh, my precious boy. Oh, my Good God. taste in TV. Yeah, as soon as David took out that gun, which we didn't know was a BB gun at first, I was like, right. what? Oh, this kid has a gun, too? What's up with this kid? Right. Oh, maybe um, we should... Okay, so... Maybe begun. Red flag number one, cat named Megadeth. Red yeah. flag number two, a weapon. Just hang it in yeah. the home. Just hang it in the home. Uh, red flag number three, shoots a bird. Just red tries to shoot a bird. Red flag number four, I would argue it's suspicious that he's transferring midway through the school year. What did he do? Why is he transferring now? I hadn't even considered that, but I bet you're right. Like, there are only so many times a CIA job can make your dad move. Mm. Yeah, maybe suspension, I mean, maybe some kid murders, maybe some bird yeah. murders. I maybe don't know. someone had some kind of problem where he killed another child because I would not put that past this child. No, no, I super <laughs> wouldn't. So, OK, we're up to four red flags. We are going to keep track now. Um, this is going to culminate in I don't even know what's the next stage past a red flag. Just a uh, red like a tsunami, right? Because red flags yeah. are like, don't go in the water. Like warning. The lifeguard has said <laughs> this isn't safe. So yeah, just get ready. Su- David tsunami. It's coming. Um, yeah, so the next day at school, the next day at school, um, Marco breaks it to Jake that, <laughs> that the mission did not go well. And Jake says, says a, a word, says a cuss that we cannot repeat in the book and is tasked to go to the principal's office. <laughs> that was <laughs> so cute. I love it when we're reminded like, oh, you're a middle schooler. Like, oh, yeah, oh you're a child. <laughs> yeah. So, so Poor Jake has to go to the principal's office. Um, and then I like that Marco is like, I waited till Rachel was with Cassie before breaking the yeah. news to her that I dropped the cube. Because <laughs> calm Cassie's a calming down. influence. Yeah. Um, there's this, a brief aside where we learn that Jake's class notes, he's been doodling like jets and tanks all over them, which is also just a nice detail. Oh my God. This I poor that. war child. That's so good. That's um, so good. And I think Marco runs into David, or David mm-hmm. finds him in the lunch line that day. Um, has a very, like, Arnold from Magic School Bus moment of, like, at my old school, like, birds <laughs> never broke into my house. <laughs> um, yeah. They have lunch together. Uh, David is saying, like, hey, someone, like, tried to steal this cube with some trained birds. Yeah. So 
Um, I feel like I need some security. And the person I'm going to ask is you, stranger, who I met for yeah. the first time yesterday and I'm not suspicious of at all. Yeah, tiny goof kid. Yeah, my tiny, tiny goof kid who I probably just watched, like, hit on and get shot, shot down on immediately. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And he, I think he also mentions that he, he's like, yeah, but whatever, I'm just going to sell this cube. Like, I put it up on ye, uh, not eBay, whatever Animorphs this world Craigslist? they have. Animorphs Craigslist? Yeah. 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 Like, I'm totally going to sell it. And Morph Marco's day. like, you're you're going to die. Yeah. And David's like, don't worry, I put the email with my address on a timer. So mm-hmm. it's going to go off right when I get home from school. So if someone... Ki- tries to kidnap me like but at least i'll definitely be present when they try to do it like good luck i mean he says that he he basically like put up a little description of the cube because i guess there's writing on it which is like i guess there's like andalite like i was definitely envisioning um the ancient mew pokemon card with like the fakey old timey like the pokemon the movie 2000 yeah 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 the fakey old timey like not egyptian hieroglyphs like not mayan hieroglyphs like generic hieroglyphs generic hieroglyphs with like a hollow sheen (laughs) no that is definitely it if you hold up the scaffold device and like tilt it back and forth like cool (laughs) holograms pop up Um, so he's like, yeah, I don't know. Some guys seem really excited about buying it. Oh. Um, his name was probably like, you know, not like Alan Fangor, but like <laughs> Mr. Three. It's Mr. Three. This is Mr. where Mr. Three. Three shows up. Mr. Three, 1996. Yeah. At Hotmail or Cat <laughs> Tiger Lover. Tiger Lover 98. <laughs> um, Tiger fan. He'd probably go by Tiger fan. Um, so, um, so anyway, uh, David's also like, no worries though. Not only do I have a cool cat named Megadeth, but I also have a snake my dad got me. So I feel like I'm probably okay on security. Yeah, so I'm just like, I hate David so yeah. much already. He's done nothing yeah, okay. but just be Re- more red annoying. flags. More red flags. Has a secret cobra. Um, <laughs> definitely knows too much about using email and Craigslist. I'm going to count that as six and seven. Yeah. That's sketch. And at this, thinks, at this point thinks Marco is great security is maybe yeah. eight. I'm <laughs> maybe poor, putting that down as eight. Poor decision making. Yeah. That's not good. Okay. So we're up to eight. <laughs> uh, so uh, Marco's like, oh, okay. So at the end of school is when the email is going to get sent and whoever that is is going to come to buy your cube. Buy Gotta your go. cube here. <laughs> <laughs> cool thanks bud Uh, (laughs) buy your cube here being cool teen slang for murder you and your whole family yeah um yeah for your uh mysterious antique i guess as far as david knows yeah which sure okay so marco skips school um he goes to find axe he goes to find axe where first of all axe is like don't you have school right now (laughs) (laughs) And then Marco is like, do you think you could hack a human PC? And Axe laughs and then goes, oh, I thought this was one of your human jokes. I was trying to get better at reacting to this. <laughs> oh, Something Cinnamon like Boy, I'm so happy that Axe is back. Not that he was like, ever I- gone, but every time he oh, appears, yeah. I'm just like, what a blessing. I'm so glad he's in our lives. Like, I love that, I guess he was just hanging out in a field. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know what he does. I kind of want to know just what he does well, all day. we know now that he helps with Cassie's farm chores. So maybe he was That's on his true. way to fix, like, a broken fence or, like, hang out with some sick animals and probably terrify them. Although we do find out that his arms are, like, super weak. Oh, yeah. Because there's, like, a point where, like, someone tosses him something and he, he drops it. It's the cube. Arm. Yeah. He, it's the he, cube later on. He drops this most important item, like, <laughs> the best MacGuffin we've ever heard about. 
Um, but he catches it. He catches it with his cool tail yeah. blade. So don't worry about it. So I'm just like, however he cleaned that tub would have been, oh. must have been so hard on oh. his little baby arm. Oh no! Maybe he morphed. Maybe he got a secret gorilla morph. Maybe just morphed a human for like, oh. for 20 minutes. To He's gonna be it. his weird hot self. <laughs> Cassie's mom is gonna be wa- walking out and like, why is Jake's weird hot cousin cleaning our trough? Why Where did he like, come oh, from? Does he live what? in the bathroom? Why is there a teen model cleaning that tub and eating, like, grass eating, off the ground? Eating the dirt, yeah, yeah. Trying out some good worms and grubs. Eating bird seed. Oh, oh, he would, wouldn't he? That's, like, too close to real food, though. That's actually not yeah, that upsetting. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, we had a good chat with Blue about eating um, eating bugs and meal and worm meal at SPX. So huh. that also too close to real food. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, a thing people eat. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to eat it, but that's, like, legit. Mm-hmm. But not dirt. Yeah, that's not like a a like a Burger King wrapper, which I'm sure he ingested earlier. <laughs> oh, you think when Eric Eric finished his Whopper wrappers on yeah. the table, someone you know, snuck Axe it out like, for Axe? Yeah, Axe is like, uh, are you gonna eat that? There's a trace, trace <laughs> amounts of grease. I notice you've abandoned some salt crystals, and I'm I yeah, don't know um, why, but if you really do not want them, I would be happy to assist. I really hope nobody has shown Axe that salt packets exist because <gasps> oh, no. he would just straight up be eating those. Yeah. Um, you know how you get like the little dishes of olive oil at an Italian restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Axe, Axe say... takes a salt packet, dunks it in the olive yeah. oil, and just swallows it whole. Yeah, it's like his ideal. Yeah, it's all <laughs> the grease and salt. <laughs> on uh, our way today back... on Great British Break Off. <laughs> on our way back from SPX, um, I was eating... I was eating Popeyes, and then next to me, Hani was eating a mini cinnamon bun from, oh, <laughs> from Cinnabon, and I was like, this is the so Axe special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's his it's dream so food court combo. You found yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Anyway. Oh, anyway. Sorry. So Axe is like, yeah, duh, I can hack the human computer. <laughs> um, don't you know, my screen name is Leet Hacks or 98 Like, oh I my got God. this. It's fine. Get this kid an internet connection. <laughs> And, like, some, like, forums. I want him to, like, start cultivating some weird hobbies. Oh, me with too. With all his free time. Me too. <sighs> so they get together, Tobias, and it's, like, the... Or Tobias e- finds them because they're, like, an osprey <laughs> and, like, That's a big true. eagle just flying around a suburban <laughs> subdivision looking for this house that they've only been to at night, and all they know yeah. is it has, like, a kidney-shaped pool. Yeah. He's like, there's a pool. We can find it. And there's, like, two next to each yeah. other. Um, so Tobias has to help them scope it out. They heck up a little bit. They're originally going to morph roaches to get inside, but Marco instead is like, I'll just try the door. Um, oh, they left it unlocked. Casually opens it. So of course a burglar alarm goes off. And I know, I know I said it was yakety sacks before, but here's what happens in quick succession. Tobias screams, no, don't. Marco opens the door. The alarm goes off. Axe starts wrecking the house because the linoleum is so slippery that his little hooves can't take it. So, like, he's busting out furniture. They're all, like, running through this poor family's house. It's just, it's Scooby-Doo. It's ridiculous. And I love it. So, they make it into the house. They make it into the house. They're, you know, falling over, knocking over chairs. <laughs> um, I think they kind of know that if the alarm's going off, that means David Dad is pro- David's dead is probably on his way. Dad David. 
Dad David. <laughs> so they, they're like, okay, we got to hurry. They go upstairs into David's room. I, I, and I think Marco straight up starts demorphing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, he's human when he hears David's dad show up. And, oh, dear, like David wasn't lying about his pet snake and his spy dad. No. Like his dad is like, no, don't worry about it. I'm a law enforcement official. I'm here. I can take care of whatever's happening. So yeah, Marco not great. Or at this Marco point, we know that that's true. We don't know about the snake and whether that's true yet. Yeah, we know that's true because Marco, like, rolls under the bed to hide, and mm-hmm. the snake is just chilling under the bed, which yep. is not a great place to let your snake hang out when you're not at home, it seems like to me. Yep. Um. So, yeah, he meets Spawn the snake. <laughs> which is, oh, red, like, red flag number nine, I think? <laughs> not Not a great comic. I'm going to count that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and ten is ten is not only do you have the snake, oof. but it's under your bed. Okay, that's ten red flags. Okay, I will say for him, he was responsible and had his pet de-poisoned. Not, however, de-bited. Like, it's still yeah. got its fangs. And also, just, like, for the snake, it should be in a, like, enclosure. They yeah. They can hurt themselves. Or get, like, clawed up by your cat. Right. Like, anyway. Animals are just... innocent. In all of yeah. us, probably. Um, oh, anyway, oh here's Axe another red flag. Bird. He can't tell time because the email, yeah. his computer's <laughs> clock is an hour too early. So the email yeah. has already gone out. Marco's like, maybe I can pull out the Ethernet cable, but no, it's gone. There's also, I also like that a plot point in this book is that, um, is that the AOL is the like AOL connector to the email is taking a couple minutes to go through. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple minutes of them like fumbling around the room before they like ascertain that like oh his clock his computer clock is off. So the email went out an hour early. So they're all kind of like hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um and then the dad comes upstairs and Axe is like a bird and Or I, don't know Axe is do. in the closet and he's oh, yeah. he's his andalite self in the closet. <laughs> Uh, oh, Marco's like, buddy, I need a distraction. So Axe morphs a spider, like yep. a big wolf spider, um, and makes some loud noise in the closet to distract Dad David, who would otherwise have found Marco under the bed getting bitten by the cobra. Yeah, because Marco's like, oh, okay, I'm under the bed with a snake. I'll just acquire the snake. It'll probably get calm. Nope. This is <laughs> one time when an animal gets like more like freaked out when it's being acquired, <laughs> and he gets like bitten... And it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he morphs the snake as quickly as he can. It's not pleasant. Let's just speed pleasant. right over it. No, he's like a like a snake with a kid head for a while. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's real bad. I, okay, well, if you get to say a worst part, here's my grossest moment. was <laughs> when he talks about his arms, like, twisting up and withering away. Oof. And I, I had to look at some mangrove tree roots to draw them Ooh. the other day. And now, now that's just what I picture, is that horrible, gnarled and twisted, like, little shrivelly arms. Ooh, so suffer with me. It's not great. Yeah. Um, well, David's dad is shooting, or I think attempting to shoot a spider on the floor. <laughs> Excessive. I, I want to count that as a red flag because that yeah. probably means you weren't raised in a household with like good gun safety. <laughs> yeah. Your dad seems... is shooting a spider. So I'm, I'm going to count that personally. Yeah. And and then I think real Spawn kind of, like, makes itself known, and, and David's dad is like, Spawn, get the spider, get the spider. Oh. Um, which doesn't work because Spawn's a snake. So uh, at this point, they kind of realize, like, we got to do something. Uh, I think then the doorbell rings. Yeah. David's dad goes downstairs. <laughs> Axe is like, we dodged that bullet, huh, friend Marco? And Marco just eats him. Yeah, just Marco. eats him. <laughs> 
I and there's a whole page of them talking to each other while Axe is like inside of Marco and Axe yeah. is like did you just did, did you, you ingest me? me? He says like <laughs> indignantly. It's great. I thought and we left this behind in dinosaur times, but yeah, apparently I not. Yeah, I thought we were done with this. Nope. Um and then and then like Marco has trouble as a snake coughing something up and mm-hmm. like access to start demorphing it's really really deeply unsettling so he manages to cough up like mid-morph spider andalite so of course that's when david's dad comes back up yeah and david's dad is like what is this horrible creature Mm -hmm. um and marco thinks really quickly and he's like okay well we gotta we got to get out of this one. So he thought speaks at David's dad and is like, like quoting, um, the day the earth stood yeah. still, which I had to look up. I only know that because I think there was like a joke with that quote in it and I didn't know what it was. So I had to look it up. <laughs> but they like the Klaatu, uh, Barda something. Yeah. yeah. Um, which maybe when this book came out was a more relevant, like, was there probably, something it was around? almost 20 years ago. It probably was. I know there's a version with Neo from The Matrix, but I think that was after Animorphs. I'm sure it was. Anyway, anyway. this has been movie remakes with us, who know nothing <laughs> about movie remakes. This has been like a pop culture failure minute. <laughs> pop, pop culture strugs, our podcast within a podcast. Um, so David's dad comes back and is like, hey, you're gross. Stop doing yeah. whatever you're doing or I will shoot you with, again, my real frightening gun. Not a BB yeah. gun, our super real gun. Yuck. Um, and so they're trying to convince him, like, no, we're an alien. It's okay. Just listen to us. And then, and then they they managed to kind of snap David's dad out of it by going, by the way, your son skipped school. Because, <laughs> like, I think they can hear David that. coming in yeah. downstairs or something. And that is enough to, to get David's dad temporarily off their backs. David's dad says something like, got him. He's so grounded. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which is, is like, like, that lends a lot of support, Megan, to your, like, why'd he have to transfer theory of, like, suspicious. what a problem child. I'm flagging that also. Sorry. I'm, I'm a little like, red flag happy no, at this I'm point. No, I'm glad. But, yeah. His dad seems super excited about having something that he can finally, like, pin right. on his kid. Like, right. finally. How sneaky is he? <laughs> so... That's going great. Um, It's going super great. Axe has demorphed. At this point, Spawn, the real Spawn, shows up. And uh, David's dad shoots at Marco. Axe cuts off his trigger finger. And right then is when a limo and a van (laughs) and some Jeeps pull up to the house. And what I love is this means Visser 3 travels by limo as an Andalite, like just <laughs> hanging out in the back of the limo, because you know okay, and- you know the Hork Badir were in the van, like you know they weren't in the oh. limo. Although, in okay, in his defense, if you've got like a little horse body, how can you take sit a, in a horse regular van? Car? Take a horse van. They make vans <laughs> just for horses. They make vans for your weird horse body. But Visser Three has style. And he has, <laughs> and he has class, and he is not gonna travel in the back is, of a horse van. He is not gonna get in a pile of dirty hay. That's for Horkbajir. He's a cool Andalite guy. Go he's on. Got a, 
He's got to stay in style. He's, he's got a reputation his, to protect. Yeah. He's got to keep his underlings afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And Nobody, he's gotta... Nobody's going to respect him if he's not crammed in the backseat of a limo <laughs> as a giant blue horse. Like, in the back of a limo, like, knocking stuff over oh. as, like, it makes turns. Oh. Like, sort of, like, looking into the decanter of, like... Don't they have, like, beverages? Oh, I bet. And... I bet. I mean, we know Andalites love Dr. Pepper. Like, he's probably yeah. got himself a little foot bowl of Dr. Pepper <laughs> just down on the floor of the limo. <sighs> so, Mr. 3 shows up. Yeah. I do like Oh, he has a in... great entrance. He is such a strong showing in this book. His entrance line is, we heard shots. We thought maybe we could help. Which yeah. is beautiful. He also says, I got your primitive email and rushed right over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, condescending and, like, and terrible. Okay, this is also a time on the internet before, like, Google alerts, right? Yeah. So he was, a, like, he had someone he looking had on an eBay yeah. for blue cubes, I guess. Right, like, what, what even, like, seven minions for seven different keyword searches of, like, blue box, cool, blue box rating, <laughs> blue box Mew, blue box yeah. Pokemon, blue box jewelry, blue box antique, blue box blue, blue, blue cube. Like, wow, look, with both the O's, his little ats. Oh, Weird God. blue cube. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> little eyeball emoji. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Vister 3 is here to buy that cube. Oh, and by buy, I mean kill everyone in the house. <laughs> <laughs> he's here to separate the humans from their heads and take yeah. whatever remains. Yeah, he has heard that that can kill humans. It's usually <laughs> fatal in humans, yeah. Yeah, because this is when David comes home. I think David actually comes home. Oh, when, you're right. Like a second before, a second team, before team Visor 3, three arrives. Yeah. Because he, he comes he comes into the room where his dad is holding up a horrible spider creature. Yeah. And um, a snake and I, probably in the other hand. Yeah. At this point, I think they, they see that there are two spawns. So yep. they know one of them is some kind of alien. Um, and David's obviously, just like... Obviously, that's the legit explanation <laughs> yeah. when you have two snakes. And so David is just like, whoa, this is this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then Visor 3 shows up. With a bunch of hork mm-hmm. in a bedroom. And you have to, like, all of this sequence that's right. coming up happens in a teen's bedroom. Right. Not a, I don't, not a large bedroom, probably. No, I don't think it was described as being particularly large. Nope. It was very average sounding. No. Um, so now imagine, like, teens trying to have a party and you can only leave, like, this one. You're yeah. all stuck in a single basement room, except instead of a party, it's like an abattoir. Not oh, it's great. terrible. So Visitor 3 shows up, and things start popping off. Yeah, immediately is like, I'm going to cut your father's head off unless you give me this cube. Um, Axe manages to totally demorph, I think, at this point, and gets some cool moments of, like, facing off against Visitor 3, um, because no one can use, like, a Draken beam in case they hit Visitor 3 or the cube, uh, again, in closed spaces. Yeah, Marco is trying to, like, bite. Like, because, like, he morphed the snake, and since he morphed from the DNA, he is not defanged, or mm-hmm. not depoisoned. Yeah. So he can he can potentially do some damage, and he's trying to bite Visser 3, he's trying to bite Hork-Bajir, not always to the... He's, he's not doing so good. He's trying. He's trying his little snakey best. He's doing best. his little best. Um, meanwhile, like, Jake, Cassie, and Rachel all yeah, show up. a grizzly bear guess, and a tiger walk into the bar. Yeah. I guess school was over, so they managed to come oh. over. I'm assuming Jake got that, like, out of the principal's office yeah. after a stern talking to <laughs> from Chapman. Yeah, I'm assuming Tobias flew over and like yelled, "Hey guys, um, could use some <laughs> help, perhaps." Did not go great there. Um, so they're all there. I like that Jake like looks over at Marco and is like, "Why are you a snake?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's just uh. like, "Don't worry about it. I'll explain later." <laughs> 
Um, Visser 3 morphs his obligatory cool, gross alien morph, which is like yeah. a polyrath, except Real all bad. of its arms end in like spear cones. Just, just, I like that Marco's description of this part was really good. Yeah. Because he's just like defaulting to like, okay, um, you know, like a traffic cone? It's, <laughs> it, 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 just, it's like a traffic cone, yeah. just purple. Just like, trust me. <laughs> yeah. He's very stressed. Um, I, I buy this. Oh, this poor boy. Um, I do like that Mr. 3 is super excited to show off his new morph to the Animorphs. <laughs> He's like, like oh, every you, time. y'all have great taste in morphs. I've seen you beat tigers. Like, I know you'll appreciate this one by the way I murder you with it spectacularly. It's like when you have your, like, a new Pokemon on your team and you're like, hey, guys, oh, yeah. check come this here, out. Come here, my little rat boy. Like, let's fight this good fight together. Yeah. Look at this. Cool it's in dude. the top 10% yeah. of Rattatas. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, at this point, I think they do specify that a bunch of walls in the house have been oh, yeah. knocked out. Oh, yeah. This house is not not surviving. Um, David is hiding in the bathtub. I think his dad is with him. Yeah. Um, Visitor 3 is just knocking everything over. Animorphs are knocking everything over. It's bad. Like, everything is being broken yeah. in this home. Yeah. It's just destruction derby. Um, I think Visitor 3 gets David's dad into a precarious enough position and threatens him seriously enough that David's finally like, I have the cube. I have it in my backpack. I'll just give it to you. Um, and the Animorphs know they can't be having with that. And also the connection just dropped. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when we last left our heroes, <laughs> David was about to hand over the blue box to Visser 3. Yeah, so the Animorphs don't want that (laughs) perhaps perhaps an understatement um and they also kind of realize that like well no matter what like visitor three is gonna take over this kid's parents and this kid's in trouble Um, how do we get him out of here yeah rachel knows how rachel shoves him out a window (laughs) i was trying to remember how they got out of this how did i forget that rachel shoved him (laughs) pretty good pretty good yeah, because Rachel's just like a grizzly bear yeah. in a second-story bedroom. Yeah, and Jake Jake is seriously injured. Um, I think Jake is cornered as a tiger, um, and yeah. Cassie shows up in the nick of time to, like, provide enough of a distraction for Jake to get out. Um, they take real Spawn the Snake with them because they think it's Marco. <laughs> Marco happily gets away, but he also has to watch the Hork-Bajir capture David's dad and mom. Um, so that's that's how this sequence ends, is with all the Animorphs out okay with... David and the blue cube in the Animorphs' hands, but David's parents in the hands of the Yerks. Meanwhile, Megadeth? Who knows? Probably got away. <laughs> yeah, Megadeth <laughs> is probably still out there today. If you listen closely, you can hear his howl, his metal howl on the terrible wind. Um, so the Animorphs regroup with poor, poor, kind of freaked out, but also kind of too... Like, he seems like... He's too much in shock. He's upset. Yeah. But yeah, he's kind of in shock. At this point, I was willing to cut the kids some slack, because this is terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Animorphs are trying to decide, like, should we... Like, we have the cube now, and this kid, basically, his parents are definitely going to be controllers. If we let him go, he's going to get controlled, too. Oh, he's unconscious at this point. So they're talking about all of this, like, in his unconscious presence, which is very threatening. So they're trying to decide what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Axe has morphed his weirdly handsome and pretty human morph to come hang out in the barn <laughs> and chat with them. So um, it's kind of cool. We get to hear a little bit about um, each of their stances on why they should or shouldn't make him an animorph, essentially. So they spend a little while um, just kind of talking through everyone's positions on like, okay, uh, so I think Jake and 
Marco are on the side of, or yeah, Jake says we're going to have to vote. Like I can't make this decision unilaterally. Um, Marco starts out from a position of like, this is a war. We're going to need more soldiers. We're going to have to start someday. Axe pushes back with, actually, we're kind of more of a guerrilla, like guerrilla group than an army. Yeah. He has some fun with the word guerrilla. Yeah, he does. (laughs) As he's speaking. Um, yeah, Axe seems like he doesn't really want this. He seems, mm-hmm. like, skeptical. Like, he at first he tries to get out of it because, like, he's always sort of going, like, I'll just do whatever Jake says, so uh-huh. don't worry. Um, but, yeah, he's saying, like, we we need to have, like, we need to pick our members very carefully. We are not The risk army. is too great, yeah. Um, sensible, very sensible, Axe. Yeah, I'm sensible. very sorry we didn't listen to you. Axe. Um, Rachel and Cassie are both kind of into it. I know Rachel is like, yeah, let's do it. They'll be great. Oh, you know um, what? Marco... I'm, I'm totally wrong. Um, Marco is against, Marco and Axe are against it. Tobias and Cassie yeah. are for it. Yeah, um, yeah. So Rachel is left to be the deciding vote, basically. Yeah. So and Marco's Marcus... expecting her to say no because she's been super hesitant about like, oh, we don't know this dude. Yeah. And also Marco is saying like, yeah, usually like me and Rachel don't get along <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but... We usually have the same opinion when it comes down to, like, the big, like, anamorph stuff. Yeah. Um, but at this point, Rachel's just like, yeah, let's do it. It'll oh, be great. Oh, hon. She does. Um, she she admits that she would have responded to what's basically, like, the best for-exposure ad of all time, which yeah. is, have you ever wanted to turn into a bug and fight brain-stealing aliens for no pay? <laughs> Call the anamorphs. <laughs> yeah, this is when Marco is kind of like, well, I guess maybe we could all morph on the set of Letterman and tell oh. everyone. Oh, buddy. It's yeah, a good up backup this, plan. Was, up till this, he was sort of like, I have a bad feeling about this guy. Yeah. Isn't um, <laughs> this, also, earlier on, he demorphs in a, in a dumpster. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot. Our favorite so trash like, boy. Trash boy returns. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so they all are kind of like, yeah, I think, it, I think it'll be okay if we let him be an anamorph. Um, he has, like, he has nowhere else to go, and who knows? He could be an okay kid. Oh, um, goodness. Dun-dun-dun. And then they, they get to have, like, a dramatic thing where David wakes up right as Jake is about to decide what to do, and Jake is like, hey, welcome to like your life has changed (laughs) (laughs) welcome to your life has changed my favorite tagline um Um, but yeah it's pretty it's pretty serious um like they start giving him a crash course in yerkson controllers cassie and jake are trying to take it slow um and this was a really interesting scene for marco because he cuts immediately into i guess what affected him most deeply which is uh, hey you don't have a choice they took your parents like you're part of this now whether you like it or not um, so I, I got that, but then he goes into a really, really harsh description of like, here is the breakdown of what's going to happen to your parents in the yerk pool. And Cassie's yeah. trying to interject and get him to stop, but he just steamrolls her and is right in David's face until David is just crying, um, which is enough to snap Marco out of it. Um, so he takes a minute to explain like, uh, my mom is a controller too. It's affected me really deeply. Doesn't apologize, but is like... Ooh, sorry. Sorry. You get where I'm coming from, though, right? Like, it does kind of suck. Yeah, it's like, I, I mean, David has seen a a huge alien fight, um, but he doesn't know what the Yerks are, so they have to yeah. kind of explain the whole thing, and I think for him, the stakes are kind of different, because he, like, it's interesting, because we know the Animorphs, 
in book one, like, they saw the Yurk pool, they saw Visitor 3 kill someone, they had, mm-hmm. like, all of the... The worst best parts. ...best setup. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also, like, they understood the stakes right away. Be- I mean, because it's a book series. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, but they, they're coming in with that kind of um, understanding of what's happening, whereas, right. like, David, they have, to ex- they have to tell him everything, and he has to decide if he believes them, he has to, like, figure out if he understands what they're telling him. Um, so if David wasn't such a terrible kid, right. this would be kind of interesting because it is interesting that he, he doesn't necessarily feel the same way they do yet because he's coming at it from a different perspective. Like they, at one point they bring out two birds and like oh, one yeah. of them is a golden eagle that like Cassie's just letting go. And the other one is a smaller, more like a agile Merlin. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're saying like, oh, like Rachel's a bald eagle, but it's kind of like, it's kind of she she that. runs into windows. It kind of sucks. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, the golden eagle. Like you, no, you should acquire this Merlin. It'll be very useful. It's fast. It's small. Um, and David's just like, I want the. Cool I want to be. I want to be tough. I want to be big and big and fighty. Which is another reason I was like, David's the worst. Yeah. But I'm I gonna, also I'm going to count that as a flag. Actually, because yeah, like, the way he like, talks about it as it's like capacity to do violence. But I do yeah. also. I'm with you, Megan. I think. Yeah, it's sketchy. it's interesting. Like if you don't know what an animorph mission entails, like why wouldn't you want to be a big bird? That seems rad. You have bigger wings. You can fly yeah. farther, probably. Plus, like, all the other Animorphs got to kind of figure out this stuff of, like, what a good morph is right. by trial and error. They got to have some goofy but fun morphs. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, David, they're just like, here, this is what you get to choose from. And David's like, you guys didn't, like, Jake didn't tell you what you had to morph, right? right. Like, you guys just figured that out. Um, so there's some, there's some points where I was like, yeah, I kind of get, like, there's, like, a certain amount of, like, normal, like, level, like, of hesitation. disagreement. Right. Yeah, and, like... So so I like that it was sort of like he is terrible, but he's not like right off the bat just the worst. He's just kind of like obnoxious and yeah. like he's the new kid kind of way, um, which I appreciated. I right. also like that earlier on Cassie's saying like, so he has bad – like he has – Bad choice in music, but good taste in comics. <laughs> it's like, Cassie, which, what are you doing reading Spawn? Like, first of all, I was like, okay, Marco has my back on these pet names. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I was like, wait, Cassie knows what Spawn is and likes it? What's going on? Would not have guessed that. But okay, that's cool. But so <laughs> they're they're giving him this explanation. And this is David's... A high point. We haven't read the other two books yet, oh. but I'm convinced it's going to be the best thing David does in all three books. It's Cassie's explaining to him, like, oh, you know, there are these Yerks. Like, you saw one of them in that big fight. You've seen morphing technology. Like, you saw Visser 3 morph. <laughs> and David goes, Kisser 3? What's a Kisser 3? <laughs> asked David. Kisser so he three? is asking the questions that we all need to know the answers to. I really appreciate that it was Kisser 3 and not Mr. 3, the other, like, mishearing yeah. of Mr. 3. They're both good, but Kisser 3 cuts oh. right to the heart of the issues, and I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, that's, like, I'm going to be thinking about Kisser 3 for a long time. Oh, yeah. No, catch me so in, good. like, 20 Morph Club episodes from now. In a year, I will still be smiling yeah. off screen once in a while, just thinking, like, oh, Kisser 3. What a delight. Kisser 3. Kisser 3. <laughs> Anyway, um, Yerk smooch wars notwithstanding, um, Cassie comes in at the very end of this discussion to be like, okay, you've heard all the rest of Pandora's box. Here I am with this tiny, tiny bit of hope. We can turn into animals. Great. Let's go. Um, also you can't ever go home or back to school again. So by the way, your life's over kind of, um, 
and I mean, they don't have a good plan for him, so I get why he's a little bit like, uh, uh, what do you yeah. mean my parents are evil and I can never talk to them again? Um, and they basically, like, he's been staying at Marco's house this night. Marco mm-hmm. takes him out to a payphone so that, like, they won't have, like, the caller ID from his house. Um, and they call David's family to see what they're going to say. And Marco's like, they're going to lie to you. So, like, yeah, you'll, like, trust me, they're going to give you, like, a fakey lie about mm-hmm. it not being real. So he calls up his family and his dad is like, that was just some guys from work playing a prank on yeah. me. You should come <laughs> home cool now. alien suits, yes. Oh, gosh. Um, um Marco hangs up the call, like, in the nick of time because, of course, the second they get out of the way and into the woods, like, vans full of ears show up having traced the payphone call. They're, they're so fast at all. Yeah, they're surprisingly competent in this book. Like, Mr. Three was on his eBay searches. He was on Finding David's House. <laughs> like, really good job. He came back. You know what? He had a yeah. sabbatical. He, like, went yeah. to the York Spa and... He's better than ever, baby. Here he is. He went. He went to like a little corporate retreat and regrouped. <gasps> oh God! You did think some trust he did trust falls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody um, would catch him, or I guess everyone would be, would be too scared not to, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so they give David a bird morph. Um, Cassie mentions Mbop. I don't remember the. Oh, it's it's actually it's a touching. It's like a sweet touching moment where. Um, they Marco talks a little bit about like oh my mom is a naturalized citizen like I feel oh, really yeah. strongly about like these kind of moments of bringing someone into the fold and embracing them and saying like you're part of this now um, we should sing the national anthem and Cassie's yeah. like too many words let's do mbop <laughs> yeah the thing about uh, the thing about like he he watches David Morph and gets really emotional yeah it was really that was so sweet. good yeah and I like the little mention of his mom and it's like enough to like. We've we've followed Marco for this long that we know that if he mentions his mom, he's having a lot of feelings yeah. behind that mention. <laughs> that is the, tip, like really of the, good. the tip of the emotional iceberg. Um, um, and my did- other favorite detail from this moment is K.A. Applegate tried to casually write in that Rachel had been carrying the blue box in a waste pouch. You can't fool me. That's oh, a fanny pack. <laughs> can't pull one on us, K.A. We know you. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, in another life, I want to believe that Rachel is, like, a snot girl level of famous fashion blogger. I want her to be oh living her best life. Like, bring... Listen, I will celebrate oh waist pouches if she brings them back into fashion. Yeah. For sure. I will... Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's in? Fanny pack. Normcore. <laughs> you know where I heard it? Rachel, no last name. I feel like I actually have seen, like, fashion fanny packs. Yeah, I know. Not- me too. Not in the wild. No, no, no. I've but on, on cool fashion blogs in passing. Um, but you read yeah. it here first in this book from two decades ago. They're yeah. coming back. Yeah, the 90s are back. So, mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> so. <laughs> and, and David oh, this every... Is where, this is where Axe can't catch the cube. But sorry, David yeah. every time. <laughs> he cannot catch the cube. Yeah. Oh, every time there's a morph, David has had a bad time. Oh, yeah. It's understandable. Like I said, like like... It is kind of jarring seeing the animorphs have to give this poor kid a crash course on all of the horrific things that can happen. Because, um, like, in the span of a day, he's seen, like, <laughs> seen his house get rampaged by three three or four different kinds of aliens. <laughs> his snake talked to him. Oh, gosh. His house is, like, his house is straight up gone. His parents are gone. He's with these kids from school he doesn't know very well. Like, he's seen, he's seen a kid morph into an Andalite. Yep. 
Um, and now he has to morph into a bird, and it's horrifying. Mm -hmm. so the bad thing that it. happened to Marco happens to yeah. him, where his bones like shove out through Ooh. the ends of his fingers. It's not pleasant. Bad news. Yeah. So yeah, like I kind of right. no, get that. No, that's like they're building some sympathy. Like his situation yeah. is really truly terrible, and I, yeah. I feel for you. That's a bad situation. Doesn't change the fact that he's a sociopath, but oh, he's he's evil. But th like, there's a point at this point where like he sort of refuses the bird morph they want him to yeah. take, and Marco's kind of going, "Hey, like I kind of like this kid. He's right. kind of pushing like, back. I, I like, respect his nice. attitude. Yeah, yeah, I respect his dude. Um, <laughs> he's a rude dude, dude, and I'm yeah. into that. <laughs> so they all morph birds, and it was like a rough morph for David, but once he's a bird, he's having a good time flying around. Mm -hmm. They're on um, their way to do. An initial surveillance is the plan to like go scope yeah. out this cool Marriott. The Mar Rachel, the Marriott. Rachel printed out like some brochures from the internet so they know kind yeah. of what they're getting into. But also like you know six many world leaders, well, at least one of whom is a controller. Also, yeah. David points out my spy dad says we spy yeah. on people with satellites all the time, so the Yerks are probably in that game. Yeah, the fact that like it took Cassie going, I think it was Cassie going. Hey, he said Eric said at least one of right. the world leaders, Could not just one. Mm -hmm. And they, this is all like mind blowing to them because they've spent the past two days trying to get this cube back instead yeah. of thinking about the mission. Cassie, Cassie, lot of strategizing in this book, She's so lot good. of background work, and I love her so much. Um, oh, here's uh, another red flag. Oh, um, this is like the when big he morphs one. eagle. Yeah. Oh, two. Well, first when he initially yeah. morphs eagle. Like, he immediately attacks Tobias. Cassie has to yeah. jump on this giant eagle and pin him to the ground. Uh, and yeah. this one, I think it's set up well for this not to be, like, a huge flag because Marco yeah. did just eat Axe. So it's like, okay, yeah. this could happen to even our best friends. We but. also, I mean, we also had Tobias straight up telling, like, when, when he was shown the two birds. Oh, yeah, he's David like, I hate like, eagles. Yeah, David, David's like, I want the cool bird. Yeah. And Tobias is like, no. Golden eagles suck. Mm -hmm. They're mean. They attack everything. They're huge. They get in the way, and they're mean, and they attack everything. Somewhere um, we should be keeping a list of like birds that Tobias has beef with because it's a lot. Every, every bird. bird, yeah. <laughs> like Tobias, chill. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get it, but chill. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that one. I that one kind I of. Yeah. Yeah. But here we come to while they're flying on their way to surveillance. Um, Marco's listening to David be like, "Flying, so cool. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love to fly. I love thermals." And like, <laughs> same dude. That sounds totally rad. But maybe you don't yell thoughts to yeah. everyone. <laughs> but also, Marco notices like he starts to scream like, "I'm doing it. I'm doing it." And his thought speak tone still not clear on how that works, but cool. Whatever changes yeah. into like very key keyed up and aggressive. They're all yeah. flying, like, a mile apart from each other so as not to set off, like, bird watchers. Um, <laughs> so Marco just has to watch helplessly as David just dives out of the sky and straight up murders a crow. Yeah. Like, this um, crow did nothing to him. Yeah, and when Marco kind of is like, hey, buddy, are you okay? Um, David just sort of, like, he says, like, oh, I guess the morph mind, like, got, got the best of me that time. It's written um, so well. Like, it's yeah. so clearly a lie when you compare it yeah. to the, the ways the other kids have talked about, like, oh, yeah. my God, I was caught up in the morph. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, Marco is like, I know what a lie sounds like. Yeah. He was lying. And he um, just killed in cold blood for no reason. So yeah. there's red flag That's number 16, guys. That's the big one. That's the big one. Yeah. Um... But it's the middle of a mission, so obviously Marco can't, like, corral Jake and be like, by the way, um, this kid who we just told all our secrets to, <laughs> who, like, we gave powers to, is maybe not a good Maybe recruit. not cool? <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we, maybe we did a bad job? Yeah, maybe 
maybe bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back and talk to Tashandra or one of our other classmates yeah. instead. Too late. Else? There's no time because here comes the president's helicopter, Marine One. Ooh, so they fly in the helicopter. Um, mm-hmm. They have to morph roaches. Yeah, there's like... David- a whole lot happens all at once. There's, oh, like, a yeah. shielded bug fighter, like, appears over the helicopter, opens its belly hatch, and, like, takes the president's helicopter into it and, like, projects a hologram. So here's our first hint that the Yerks have gotten real good at holograms real yeah. quick. So basically nobody on the ground knows this has happened, but the Yerks suddenly have control of this, like, what they think is a presidential helicopter. Um, and meanwhile, the Animorphs are like, we gotta, we gotta go save the president. Right. Um, are you a bad <laughs> enough dude to rescue the president? <laughs> They, so they maybe are. <laughs> so they all have cockroach morphs. They gave David one also. David does not want to morph a cockroach, but they're mm-hmm. like, no, this is what we're doing. Um, and he has a bad time morphing it, which I get. Morphing bugs are terrible. Yeah. Like, I get it. But chill out, dude. Um, and Cassie has to kind of talk him into it. She does such a good job. So she good. does it, like, ruthlessly and using yeah. all of her people reading skills yep. to like the dark side of their advantage and marco's casually watching like i never really <laughs> considered that cassie would be good at this but she's very yeah. good at this she's like using yeah, this like, tension that's been building between him and david to be like david marco could do this like aren't you as cool as marco yeah and david's like of course i am of course i am of course i can be a bug i can be a bug he was a bug i'll be a better bug i'll be a bigger bug yeah <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. that, like, Cassie's using her powers for evil. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's for really, good. I mean, it's a great setup. It's very good. Uh, also, <laughs> Rachel and Tobias are still stuck outside. Like, they didn't make it into the belly of the bug ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so but the- also, David has been screaming, like, as he was morphing, which is why Cassie yeah. had to talk him down. So, you hear hork being like, get the viscer in hork speak. <laughs> yeah, in in ye olde, yeah, he, ye olde, uh, horky bajir. Yeah, they just say like a word and then viscer. So yeah. they're like, yeah, I think they're getting viscer three. <laughs> Kisser three is coming. Um, <laughs> He's just gonna just gonna smooch you right up. Watch out. <laughs> um, so they they find the the leg that they believe is the president. Oh yeah, leg. sorry. Big plot point we didn't mention. This man. They've only identified this man by the fact that he has a slash on the bottom of his shoe. So yeah, when they so say, like, like, this is it, this is the man they dragged off the helicopter, it must be the president, they're following him by, like, his slashed shoe yeah, plot they're point. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're right, because they, they start crawling up his leg to hide. Oh, gross. And Mr. Three pops in, and he's like, well, we're running out of time, so I guess I gotta acquire him now. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. So his plan is to morph the president for two hours at a time to do bad stuff, and then the rest of the time... Hologram? I guess they'll just have this mysterious slash shoe man somewhere else. Like being president's a full time job. (laughs) So I've heard. It seems to really take a toll on its people. Yeah. Like just from watching the West Wing and Veep, I'm pretty sure you have to like be present for more than yeah. You kind of live. You kind of live at the White House. Like people know where you are all the time. You got to go to like meetings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like. Although I like, I would absolutely watch a sitcom about Visser Three. Oh my god! To be the this president. wacky alien has to try to lead a yeah. staff meeting. <laughs> this um, flow. <laughs> Sign me up Potus for, for three. Yeah, is Potus alien. is Kisser Three. <laughs> Kisser Three is Potus. Um, <laughs> no, he would be oh god, Cotus, just Kisser of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so we've never seen this man's face. We do not, in fact, yeah. know that it is the president. But whoever it is, Visser 3 has acquired it. And all yeah. the animorphs are like, the president, no! No! Um, but so they dump Mystery Man back on the helicopter. The animorphs are like, we gotta skitter on there and escape. Um, also, they run away from some hork wielding cans of raid at some point. Like, there's some wacky adventures. There's a lot of stuff happening. And, like, yeah. meanwhile, I'm reading this, like, but the book is almost over. Yeah. How is... How is this going to get resolved? Well, funny you should ask that. <laughs> it super doesn't because the book ends with the hatch opening and all the cockroach animorphs falling out of the sky. So, to be yeah. continued, TBC and book one of David. Yeah, to be continued, they're all falling out of the sky as cockroaches, I guess. Yep. So, we have had 16, count them, 16 red flags against David, the newest member of the animorphs, so I can't wait to see what happens with that. And it has been 24 hours of knowing him at this point. Oh, barely. Them. If that. Not even. Yeah. So things are going great. Mm-hmm. Um, and now imagine being an 11-year-old waiting another <gasps> month for oh, the next book. <laughs> or, you know, like Scholastic <laughs> Book more. Fair only happens a couple times a year. Like, it could be a while before you got to find out what happened to this kid, to all of these kids, because of this terrible kid. I did also find out that the books went up. By price in about a dollar. Whoa! Onward. Yeah. Okay, listen, that's a third of a pack of Pokemon cards. Like yeah. you can't. That's not play money. Yeah, it's instead of four dollars, it would be five dollars for your book. That's a lot. Um, yeah, it's a lot for an eleven-year-old in nineteen ninety-nine, two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I did hear that that might be one of the reasons that they started having ghostwriters. Huh. Um, our friend who works at Penguin was telling me that. When I guess it's like when the readership goes down a little bit, they start spiking the price a little to make up for the cost the loss, difference. Uh-huh. Um, so that might be a reason why the price is raised around now. Um, then also, I guess with the grocers, they would want to have them keep coming out around the same for- right. the same time period. And I guess Ever Everworld probably was starting oh, up Everworld. around now. Goodness. Um, and so I th- we're still we're still books away from the ghostwriters. Yeah, but that's a thing that's going to be happening. Oh, so um, to to better replicate the true experience of waiting in agony to find out what happens, <laughs> uh, we're going to switch gears. We're going to watch the next five episodes, I think, of the TV show um, for our next Morph Club. We have a master schedule somewhere, which all, we can relate yeah. to on the Facebook of when we're reading which books and which Megamorphs and when we're switching to TV show breaks. Yeah, so I think um, the TV show, as far as I know at this point, is no longer on American Netflix. Um, if you're not in the U.S., maybe it's on yours. Um, it is on iTunes and I think Amazon Play um, if you want to buy it, um, so which I think please, we're going to try to do. Yeah, we no, we're we're going to watch this show. Like, I signed up for yeah. this particular brand of torture, and I am excited oh, yeah. to do it. Um, so we're going to watch, I think, the next five. Um, but we'll post that schedule again on Twitter and on Facebook yeah. so you know which episodes to watch along with us. Yeah. I'm excited. Me and too. And then we can get back to horrible David. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Some... I need. I need this palate cleanser. We're not even yeah. done with this course, and I really need it. As goofy <laughs> and fun as this book was, it's also just served as like a preview and foreshadowing of how very, very bad it's going to get. Yeah, I, I, I was. I was so glad that this book was goofy because I was too. like, oh, the David arc is gonna be rough. I like. I remember it being rough as a kid. Yeah. So. But this this one felt really well this balanced. If I didn't know some of what was coming, I would just be like, "Oh, what a wacky romp they're in for with stopping David from killing birds." Yeah. Uh, David. Oh, David. 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 
So, a little more housekeeping. Um, yes. We were, you might have noticed from the flemminess <laughs> of our voices that we're in con <laughs> recovery mode. Um, we were at Small Press Expo um, this past weekend, I guess two weekends ago when this goes up. Mm. And we got to meet a lot of wonderful people. Um, and I know I'm forgetting some names, but we did want to thank those of you that I managed to retain. Which yeah. includes um, Thane and Autumn. Thank you for the beautiful print and drawing. They're yes, up in my you. Animorph shrine. Um, Sarah and Natalie, thank you for the beautiful secret small drawings. I love them dearly. <laughs> no one will ever see them. Um, oh, I think you have all the names. Oh, well then. I'll just continue <laughs> on our beautiful list. Liz and Kevin, it was great to corner you in a hallway and talk to you about Animorphs. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> Bryant, for the gift of the Animorphs CD-ROM game, we are oh going to find a way to set up a virtual machine and play that. Is there my, has to be a way. I can't promise that, but we are going to do our damnedest yeah. to do it. Um, if you know how to do that, please hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and let us know. Yeah. Rob, thank you so much for the bag of goodies. Uh, I saw you just posted scans in the Facebook group, and I'm excited for everyone else to get a peek at it. It is delightful. So we have to finish splitting up custody, Megan, yeah. because otherwise I'm just going to keep them all. Yeah, and no, that's I not pieced out before you. we could. Yeah, but they're so could... good. They're so good. It's Look just at the bounty. Like a beautiful goodie bag of all the Animorphs merch and bump that ever came with the books, and it, it made my day. <laughs> it was delightful. Yeah, um, I went over to Carrie's table and just like screamed. Yeah. <laughs> That got me through the day. It was very good. And Tom and Kate and Damien and Matt, thank you for letting me draw all the Animorphs in your books. It was lovely <laughs> to meet all of you guys. Thank you so much. That was delightful. Yeah, everybody who I got to meet was super, super nice yeah. and super cool. And I'm glad I got to give a bunch of you, like, my little Oh, my God. Yeah, zine. Megan. Thank you, <laughs> Megan. Hey, Megan. Megan. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for your beautiful Pokemon <laughs> Animorph scene. It made me so happy. That's all I want to draw, it's so, so good. I'm glad good. I got it together. <laughs> it's very, very good. Okay, um, so if that wasn't enough Morph Talk for you, you can also find us on Twitter at Morph Club Cast or chat with us using the hashtag at Morph Club Cast. There is a real nightclub called Morph Club, which is why we don't use that hashtag. I yeah. saw someone at them to ask about Animorphs and, oh no, buddy, you are barking up the wrong tree, but good luck. I think they're out of business. So really? Okay. Okay. Well, At then you're shouting into the wrong void. When we Googled early on and yeah. found out there was something else. But anyway, yeah, we're Morph Club Cast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also have a Facebook group called, I think, Morph Club Cast. Um, if you want to join and share, like, Animorphs, like, GIFs and Animorphs thoughts and I'm gonna I'm going to continue to repeat the call to send me, Carrie Peach, your favorite Animorph fan fiction until you actually start <gasps> doing it because so far <laughs> I'm in a drought and I could really use it. Please, please. <laughs> um, oh. And finally, if you have a minute um, and can send, oof, spare that time to leave us a review or a rating or both on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, that would be a huge help. Um, that's what helps other people find our show and also get to chat about Animorphs with us, and we really appreciate it. Um, so that's about it. I've been Megan. <laughs> I've been and continue to be Carrie. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.